inside there we have found no one delegates seemingly uh, uh, shy to raise their points of view. They are raising different viewpoints and we believe that every delegate has got a right to differ. Everybody, has, Every delegate has got a right to raise their points of view and uh, we, th- we think that's going on. So already for us that's already a good sign and in addition uh, obviously we hope that the, consti- the uh, Congress is going to be constituted so that uh, you know issues can be put on the table. There are very issue, uh, many issues that need to be discussed uh, within the context of unity uh, uh, of, of, uh, of, of COSATU and uh, we believe that the delegates from different affiliates uh, are the right people to raise those issues and we're hoping that uh, at the end of the day uh, they will find uh, one another and they will find a consensus of some sort they will be able to resolve the issue one way or another. Just finally <coughs> on the strategic importance of a united COSATU is a united Kasatu from the perspective of the ANC one in which NUMSA is a part of it or one in which it is outside of Kasat? Because people have differing opinions on whether or not that would be unity, their presence or lack thereof. Well, we participate uh, in supporting COSATU uh, resolving its uh, challenges on the context or in the context of what is happening in COSATU. When we started, NUMSA was uh, very much part of it, and we interacted with NUMSA, and we realized the various number of issues uh, which were differences. When it came to the issue of uh, the expulsion, it was an internal matter of COSATU. Again, we will not be the ones to determine whether or not uh, you know, NUMSA should have been expelled, but once COSATU has taken a decision, we have to respect that decision. Having said so, we only all, all we can say is that it's a very important sector to be re- represented within COSATU, that is the uh, you know, metal workers uh, sector, because it's around the area of uh, industrial manufacturing, which is a very critical area of our economy. And so we would still uh, be encouraging COSATU to make sure that they are very well represented in that sector. How they achieve that will leave that within the hands of COSATU. Thank you very much for your time. Solim Kize is the Treasurer General of the African National Congress. Terry Bell, our resident analyst. And while we're at that, uh, Terry, uh, welcome once again. Let me ask you this question. Do you, perhaps we should ask you to explain what the National Democratic Revolution is, given the fact that this is how Kosatu believes it will um, achieve this, or the bedrock of why they must achieve unity and cohesion. I would have imagined you were going to give me a definition. (laughs) I've been looking for a definition for years, ever since they said the National Democratic Revolution. Well, a national revolution, yes, that's within South Africa, democratic well, what do you mean by democratic? What we've seen here at Kosatu and what's been happening has been anything but democratic because the Kosatu Constitution is actually quite a democratic document. It's a bit like our Bill of Rights. It gives the rights to the members. So um, I don't know what the democratic revolution is all about, quite honestly. That makes it difficult <laughs> if you are a resident <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about now the, all right. If you want to know, the point, quite simply, is that they're saying if we have a national democratic revolution, it will mean the eradication of poverty, etc. It's sloganizing, and I think national democratic revolution is just a handy label, which sounds good. Revolution is good. Dem- democracy is good. Nation building is good. So it's the label for what they plan as a sort of forward-looking South Africa. And uh, I, I quite honestly just think that it falls into the whole 
ambit of, of sloganization. And you know, Terry, just looking at their draft document, we spoke about it earlier on ahead of this conference, how they're going to achieve uh, unity and social cohesion. And of course, they give a list of the things that they must accomplish and, uh, you know, sort of focusing Kasatu's role. And I want to talk about perhaps... One of the first things that they say that, you know, one of the major features of this Congress should be increasing uh, Kasatu in terms of uh, size and becoming home for all working people, black and white workers, which is very interesting given the, the criticism against Kasatu at the moment, that it is not achieving that, that... Um, it's not growing its membership. In fact, it's, it's shedding its membership. That it's not home to workers because it's not focused on the plight of workers at the moment. Well, it's certainly not growing, although they claim constantly to be growing. I always look at the website, and the point is, unfortunately, a lot of it's not been updated since, well, 2011, in some cases, 2012. But nonetheless, um, it has not been growing. The claim of two million has never been achieved anyhow. But that's really beside the point. Um, I think if you're going to have a trade union movement and you say it is going to be a workers' movement, you cannot have something which is, in my book, that is organized for workers as workers and then have it affiliated directly without constant... um, referral back to those workers to an individual political party. Actually, Kosatu is, by um, 1997, I think, um, regards not the ANC, but the SACP, the South African Communist Party, as the Workers' Party. That was a resolution that was passed back then, moved by Gwedi Mantash, who's now the Secretary General of the ANC. I think that you cannot have that close a relationship and almost a conveyor belt through the ranks of the of the of Kosatu and the trade union movement straight into parliament then from parliament into business and NUM the National Union of Mine Workers is a classic example. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more to uh, Professor Stephen Friedman but I'd like to introduce you to him as well he's our second resident analyst and on that point Professor Friedman I'd like to talk about what uh, Terry is speaking about the politicization, so to speak, of the labor movement. There are those who say there is no way to exclude the labor federation from the politics of this country because they are smack bang in the middle of it. But there are those who say they've lost their focus on protecting workers' rights because of that close and sometimes incestuous relationship. Yeah, good afternoon, Peter. Look, I, I think that you know a lot of red herrings are created about this issue. Nobody seriously suggests that a trade union movement could not be involved in politics. They have to be involved in politics. It's essential to their members' interests that they're involved in politics. The issue has always been what sort of politics you're, in, you're involved in, and. I, I tend to uh, perhaps differ from Terry slightly in the sense that the, the issue to me is not so much about whether you're affiliated to a party or not. It's what you think your strength is. And if you think your strength is the organized power of your members, then it probably doesn't matter very much because what you will be doing, whether you're inside a political party or you're not, your first priority will be to represent what your members want. I think a fatal mistake was made by Kosatu in 2007. 
because at that stage they took a very clear decision that it wasn't about the organized strength of their members. It was about aligning themselves not only to a party, but aligning themselves to a particular political slate. They, they decided to endorse President Zuma and, and his slate. And really, for the next few years after they'd done that, Kosato activity revolved around lobbying the president and trying to get close to the president. And you can't do that as a trade union movement. The only reason you're strong as a trade union movement is if you have the support of your members who are organized, who are prepared to act on your behalf. Uh, and that, that to me, has, has what been what the real debate has been about. Professor in Friedman, hold the thought we'll do a so-called SWOT analysis of Kasatu uh, in uh, a little while, but let's go back to Rob Byrne and find out what's happening on the roads. Rob? Traffic on SAFM. Yeah, very good afternoon. Pretoria uh, CBD just looking uh, busy this afternoon, whether you're going through north-south or uh, east-west, just a, a fair bit of congestion inside central Pretoria today. Uh, it's been a crash on the N1 North after New Road. Uh, the scene is being cleared, but there is a backlog of traffic heading that way from Allendale Road at this stage. And the Mike 1 remains heavy. There was uh, earlier dramas around the Woodmead off-ramp with a uh, taxi shootout and some violence. So uh, the Mike 1's backing up from around Empire Road all the way through to Santon and then behind that you've just got queues of traffic coming out on Caller Drive and Grayson Drive to uh, try to get into the M1 stationary truck in the middle lane on the N3 at Galuli. So uh, traffic backlogging from Marlborough Drive. Heavy from about Edenvale, uh, but the slowdown already underway from Marlborough Drive this afternoon. Horrific crash uh, near Port Shepston on the N2. Uh,